This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you guys along with us, and happy holiday season to everybody out there in podcast land. And uh, we're on a wonderful beer week. And Dad, so what type of beers are we doing this week? We're doing Christmas ales or Christmas beers. Oh, that'll be really fun. I guess it could be a lager too, you know? Yeah, celebrating that wonderful holiday spirit. Yeah. And so, Dad, what's yours and what's your snacks this week, your pairings? Well, my Christmas beer or holiday beer is the New Belgium Holiday Ale. And I have turkey... I want to say all orange tacos. <laughs> okay. Because I wanted to do duck all orange, but I didn't have room in the freezer, and I don't know that I could have found a duck anyway. Oh, there are ducks out there, trust me. Oh, so I have to shoot it? I have one in my freezer and one in my fridge right now. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> and then I did turkey uh, dressing. That's not stuffing. Turkey dressing with gravy, and it's got cranberry sauce. And then I've got some strawberry cookies. Oh, so, okay. What all do you have? Yum. So I'm doing from Belgium, the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale. And I have as my snacks, um, I have the Lomo, which is a dried cured pork tenderloin. I have some duck ham, and then I have a ginger sandwich cookie okay. from a local bakery. So all right. I'm pretty excited about all my stuff, and uh, it's going to be a fun episode. But before we jump in, We've got to talk about the blind from last week. we got to find out how right or wrong you were. I'm pretty sure I was very wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> or I, was I, don't quite think wrong. I, I don't think I really threw you a curveball, but I don't know how I couldn't figure it out. But you said New World, Gehertz Aminer, and you said Washington or California. Right. Mm-hmm. It was very floral, yeah. had that waxy mm-hmm. feel, but mm-hmm. I was reaching for it. Yeah, but it was Old World. It was Trimbach, Pinot Blanc. Pinot Blanc. So I should have known that the alcohol being a little bit higher up there. Yeah. That should have let me know that I was not right in that guess. But. Well, the dryness maybe. I don't know. Well, so Pinot Blanc is usually a little bit higher in alcohol. Mm -hmm. It usually has that like coating mouthfeel, but it's Mm -hmm. not quite as floral. And like I said, I was reaching for that florality. We couldn't get any floral out. You thought I had it in the freezer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I, that should have helped me get back to that as well. But but now, and let's go ahead and head into the beer. So we're going to start with mine. Uh, so we're using we're doing the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale, and I have Lomo, which is a cure a dry cured pork loin, and then I have some duck ham, and I have some ginger sandwich cookies okay so we've talked about so we've done this brewery before Uh, we haven't actually done this beer but we've talked about i think i have talked about saint bernard's before they are a belgian brewery coming from belgium now what beer were you saying you were going to do last week well i said i was going to do the the delirium noel another christmas and i looked it up we'd already done that so we didn't want them bore our listeners with the same beer right so we decided i decided of course i could have done you know i could have done sierra in the bottle and uh, you could have done that and i'm not sure how many would have noticed (laughs) (laughs) only the only the diehards of the diehards would would uh would recognize it or halfway through the episode you and i would have been like oh (laughs) Hmm. i remember this we've done this before i think i've said this exact thing 
But, but so like I, like I stick with the Belgian because there's a long tradition of these styles of beers coming from the Abbeys. And Dad, while while I'm talking, go ahead and feel free to taste and get in there. There's no real order to anything. It's just really good stuff. Yeah. You couldn't find any duck prosciutto? No, they did not have any. They okay. only had duck ham. All right. That's so, plenty good. Yeah. So these these beers have a long-standing tradition in Belgium. Uh, usually, they are the biggest beers of the year that they'll make. They'll also have some sort of kind of spice going on to them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. warming spices. Cinnamon, mm-hmm. orange peel, clove, vanilla, mm-hmm. those sorts of... You'll find those sorts of flavors when it comes to these beers. Now, almost all the time, you'll also find them as Belgian quads. Okay, mm-hmm. so we've talked we talked about this a little bit with the ABT twelve because it was also a kind of a quad, I believe. But the quad, what it originally meant was it was four times the amount of malt for the rest for the original recipe. Yeah, that's what makes it the quad. And this beer is a top fermented Belgian quad. It is... Which IBU. says ale. Mm-hmm. So it's a 20 IBU, 10% alcohol, dark, dark beer. Okay. But not super heavy. Mm-hmm. What are you tasting in it so far? Well, I'm I'm getting some, some good... Did you say there was nutmeg? I didn't say there was nutmeg in it. Well, I'm thinking I get some nutmeg. And I'm thinking I get some... You know, slight bittering, and that's probably for the hops. But you said the you didn't know what the hops were. No, it doesn't say. Yeah, mine doesn't say either. But the hops not that high. But we can have aroma hops and we can have bittering hops. But that's what I think we're getting. And oh, the you know the dark color. There is no way you can see through it. And then the foam that's on the top is like. You know, a really light tan, mm-hmm. and it's hanging on to that glass. And, you know, we wash these glasses, I guarantee you, but that that foam hanging on is a attribute of Belgium's in a lot of cases. Right. And, you know, yours initially, when I poured it, had a huge head on it. Mm-hmm. The other thing with Belgians is you have to kind of be careful of how you them because sometimes they'll just get super foamy real quick on you right and then there's that sour bite at the at the end at the finish yeah which i really like yeah and i tried the duck ham you know the duck ham has that fat layer which gives it that sweetness and this beer has not really sweetness but i think it's it's not really a like like but because of that bitterness and that sweetness of the of the fat, they're going together really well. Yeah. You know, it, the duck, so one of the pairings that they talk about using is game. Uh, because traditionally, wintertime is a big hunting, mm-hmm. big hunting time where you have a lot of game out here. And so I thought duck would be great for that. And I think it would just kind of, that gaminess would really kind of open up and meet that, give some of that earthy balance to the beer. But like you said, the fat comes off also as kind of a sweet Swedish a sweet kind of flavor and that sharpness from the beer kind of pulls it back. Yeah. Now, you and I have had this beer 
many a times. I don't know that we did it on the podcast. Not on the podcast. I'm just saying. We've oh yeah, had we've it. had. It. Yeah, we've <laughs> it's kind of it. one of the ones that shows up always around Christmas time. Well, and it could be one of those that we're drinking when we're we're uh, frying that turkey, or it could be one of those we're doing right before Christmas. It's usually not. I don't think we usually do this one when we're frying turkeys. We no. usually do a Belgian beer, but I don't think with this one we usually kind of do. What was that Belgian I brought out? Thanks, Um Something to Venue. Yeah. And it was really Venue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so St. Bernardus traces their history back into the 1900s where there was a, a monk who was wandering through and trying to find a place to stay. And it was, you know, they were the Trappist monks. So they're from the, the lineage of the Brotherhood, which mm-hmm. does brew beer, mm-hmm. right, does brew right. it quite well. And, you know, they've been brewing in this town of Watu, which is kind of in between France and Belgium, and they would sell beer both ways. They'd sell it to Belgium, they'd sell it to into right. uh, France as well. And, you know, they also would make cheeses and those sorts of things. But then, you know, the war, both wars kind of stopped them there for a little bit, and they had to kind of figure out how they can still do what they do in the midst of two world wars. Mm-hmm. And so they, they've been kind of doing this for a long time. They perfected it. I love the ABT 12. Mm-hmm. I haven't had much besides the ABT 12 and mm-hmm. the Christmas sale. Cause they're kind of the wheelhouse of beers that I really like to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Have you had any of the other ones that they do their wit or, Anything um, else? Yeah, there's a white ale, I think. And then there's a wit, yeah. And then, um, oh, the we had the delirium, which comes from another place. But, yeah. yeah, that's really good. So, we're able to find good beers in Arkansas. So, when I went to buy these, I'm looking around going, okay, where is everything? Where is everything? And so... The owner and one of the sales guys was working with a lady. And when they got done, I said, well, I'm looking for Christmas sale. He goes, I got them moved right here. (laughs) That's where they all were. So it's good. You know, you could just pick and choose. You know, Christmas beers or holiday holiday beers Mm -hmm. have become very popular as of late. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody always does a seasonal stout Mm -hmm. this time of year. But it's been really nice to see... All the different holiday beers have been coming out. Right. The first one that I remember seeing was the Nutcracker from Boulevard. Yeah. Did you ever go down to Boulevard when they were brewing that? Oh yeah. There? Oh yeah. Sure. What do you rem- What do you remember of it? Of the Nutcracker itself, I yeah. loved it. I loved it. And there was another one they called, I think, Ten Penny, but I don't think they do either one of those now. They still do the Nutcracker. Oh, do they? Okay, uh, okay. But it's very seasonal. It's li- oh, okay. it's limited to just around Christmas time. Oh, okay. Yeah, the okay. ten penny. I don't know. What was that one? Well, it was it was a brown ale, and um, you know I don't need I don't remember the text sheet on it, but it was really good. Okay. Uh, New Belgium. I mean, New Belgium's kind of like well, it's a much bigger than Lost Forty, but it's kind of like Lost Forty because they just let the brew guys. And I won't. I don't want to say brewmaster because it's really the brew guys and gals. It's like they get free reign to make something. Yeah, and so they just make it. 
Yeah, they do. They do allow a lot of small batch projects, which I hope Lost Forty brings back. It's mm-hmm. been a while since they've they've done that. Well, I think that's because that. of COVID, probably. Well, yeah, probably, but you know, they're having they have enough success with what they're doing, and their tap room's busy enough that I think it could be brought back. But anyway, right. that's neither here nor there. But you're right. Like New Belgian will allow any brewer to do something small batch, and then if they like it, they they'll look at scaling it up and right. You know, that was how, oh, what was it? The accumulation oh, beer yeah. that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That happened because there were some brewers that got snowed in <laughs> and they brewed a beer while they were snowed in and it turned out really well. And then it came out and you know, on the bottle, it's got a measuring, it's got a, you know, a ruler on it. So you can put your beer in the snow and see how much has accumulated. Yeah, they they do really well. You know, New Belgians, you know, they were kind of my first experience with really craft beers. Well, New Belgium. I, I I beg to differ. Huh? Okay. I think Kansas, I think Boulevard was, but Boulevard was just such a standard thing in Kansas City. Well, true. You didn't really know that it was craft beer. Well, okay. Boulevard really was because it was closer to us because it was in Kansas City. It was actually in Kansas City, Kansas, just across the, the line. But yeah, right. They did some really great stuff. Yeah, and they still do. Now, is this spec or what is this? No, so it's a Lomo. Oh, a Lomo. Okay. Yeah, it's cured, cured and dried pork loin. Okay. And when I was in, when I was in there, I was talking to Maggie and uh-huh. da- and David. I think is his name. Two, and, you know, two of the people who work there. And, you know, Maggie's a friend of the podcast, been on a couple times, and they had just started making their own Lomo. Oh, okay. And it was funny. I was talking to him. I was like, so how long is it going to be until that one's done? They're like, well, we don't know. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, the way it works is it has to lose 30% of its weight. Oh, okay. So that's that drying, that curing and drying process is it will lose 30% of its, of its weight. Okay. To that evaporation and that curing process, and then it's done. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's really good, but it doesn't seem as dry as some that I've had. No, and it's a little bit warm, so the fat, there's quite mm-hmm. a bit of fat on it, and the fat's melted out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this one is more dry. Like, while, you, while we're talking about fat, it also feels more dry mm-hmm. to me, like the flavors of it. So I'm not like, it's not tannic, but it has that, like, drying sensation. Right. And I think it goes really well with the beer. It does. I hadn't tried the cookie, but I bet it does too. Oh. Is it ginger cookie? Yeah, so it's a ginger cookie with, a, I think, a marshmallow cream layer. Oh, okay. So what are some of your big Christmas memories or holiday time memories from you growing up or me and Marie or just when you and mom were married before kids? Well, I made a barley wine. I think I've told this story. Yeah. I made a barley wine and uh, it didn't seem to be, it didn't seem to be that the yeast, the yeast had slowed down and it was in the basement and it was very cold outside. So that meant it was pretty cold in the basement. Because the basement was not Our basement was not heated. Not, you know, not heated. So I brought it upstairs and the next thing I know, (laughs) it's bubbling like crazy. And get up the next morning, and that rascal had bubbled through the CO2 airlock onto the carpet. Oh, no. 
Yeah, I don't know it's right because I, I was really in trouble. I bet mom was pissed. Uh yes. What which yeah. room was it in? You know that little room that uh is off our kitchen that went, went to out to the, the back? Went out to the patio? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. What it was. <laughs> and I worked and worked and never really got it out. It got to where you could hardly know it was there if you didn't know it was there. But every once in a while mom would just stop and stare at it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um what about not, I mean, what are any What that other? beer was like, you know, 16% or something. Yeah, that's so bar- barley wines. Now, I've had Santa Claus and, and somebody, when they tasted mine, they said, Your, yours tastes like Santa Claus. What's Santa Claus in? It is a, it is another, it's an actual brand of uh, the high alcohol barley wine. Okay. And you know, I had all the I had all the spices in it. So and then you know, once you start making beer you don't really go out and buy beer because your beer is better than that Bud Light and all that <laughs> other stuff that's at the store at the stores and at the now of course now it's a lot different, but you know, back in the seventies, seventy five and up, you know, if you want a good beer you just make it. Yeah. <laughs> Any other holiday holiday memories? Well, you know, I think we've always had holiday beers, and I've I've talked about the sours that I would always buy, and you and Marie and you and Marie would give me the stop sign on it, and so I quit stop I quit buying them. Well, I think Marie kind of has changed tune a little bit on the sours. Yeah, well, I got one in there <laughs> in the pantry. Yeah, you know. I- a holiday that, you know, kind of sticks out to me was the first time that we traveled at Christmas uh-huh. where we didn't go to family. You know, we usually travel around to, because we've been close to a lot of the family, been lucky to be close to a lot of the family uh, as as I've been growing up. But one year, I can't remember why we decided not to. It was just like, we're not going to go to, we're not going to do that. We're going to go do our own thing and right. kind of go away. And we flew out to Colorado. Right. And we went to Copper. Mm-hmm. Went to Copper Mountain that year and spent Christmas in the mountains. And it was just, it was fabulous. You know, being a skier or enjoying skiing, it was just really great to get out there and have have a great time. And I mean, I think Christmas night, we got six inches of fresh powder. Something like that. Or no, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, we got like six, six to and eight inches of fresh powder. I was struggling with the high altitude sickness. Now, is that the year that uh, I bought Santa Claus a scotch? Yeah, that was the year that you and Mom drank with Santa Claus and you did shots with Santa Claus. Right. Yeah, it may you may have bought him a scotch, but you guys both did it as, as a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very good Christmas that year. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> it was the, you know, the the village, you know, Copper Mountain does a really cool kind of Christmas theme and right. people come there for yearly stuff. They do a big... Where all the like the ski instructors and everything come down the oh, mountain yeah, with, with the like lights. torches, it's and then Santa does a zip line across the lake and right. fireworks, and it was really it was a really fun time. Ends up at the bar, yeah, and then he ended up at the bar that we were at watching everything, and right. uh, mom and dad did shots. Mom played pinball. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a friend, uh, Pat, who looks like Santa Claus, and he has he has the suit. Yeah, and so when I was still working and he was too he would do santa claus and let the kids come in and they tell santa claus what they wanted for christmas oh yeah 
And the parents would sit there and go, okay, that's what they want. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> and uh, one year I came in, and it was it was late in the afternoon, so I knew it wouldn't be busy. And I brought him some whiskey <laughs> and brought him some scotch. <laughs> and he loved it. Oh, yeah. And then the next thing I know, here comes a kid, and we had to hide it. <laughs> so the ginger cookie, it really melds good with the spices that's in this beer. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not really a like-like, but it's definitely not not opposite. Yeah, it really just it enhances all those, like you said, all the like little spices and everything that's been going on in the beer. What about so? Did you, you and mom when you and mom were first married before you had kids? Did you guys just come down to Arkansas for Christmases, or did you guys ever go do anything? Oh, that was pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And there was that one year, and you were little, and Marie was probably, you were probably two, and Marie was probably four or five, and our van broke at the Wichita Toll booth, and we had to pack everything up into garbage bags, because we had Christmas stuff, and we had food stuff, and we went, you know, it was one of those, it got to be minus 24 Fahrenheit, and the the van the oil that was in that van got to be such sludge that it couldn't couldn't get through the valve. That's what we found out later. But we had we got back to the court van and there were hot bottles that burst and stuff like that. So that was definitely an experience, Christmas experience. <laughs> Another yeah. one was we left from Nita and Rouse's uh, house, her her mother and dad. And we were going over to uh, the new assignment I had in Kentucky. And, is that right? No, Tennessee. Anyway. Was Marie born or not? Marie was born. Then you're going we were to Tennessee. Driving, yeah, we were driving two cars. I had Joanne driving the good car. And I was driving the little yellow Toyota pulling a sailboat. Oh, the and sailboat. There, <laughs> yeah, and then there was, there was a detour. And I got off the detour and sat there and sat there and sat there and they didn't come. They didn't come. They didn't come. Next thing I know, here comes this car, these businessmen, and out she pops, <laughs> Marie. <laughs> and it's like that, the good car froze. Oh no, froze. Yeah, the water. There was enough water in the gasoline that it froze. We My had goodness. to get. Yeah, we had to get it towed. Uh, probably back to Memphis. Anyway, once they got it in into the garage and the garage was warm enough, it thawed out. Right. And so, you know, they put some of that. How did water get in the gas? Water, you know, H2O is a chemical that is associated with all the hydrocarbons of gasoline. Okay. It's not... It's not in gasoline. It's not in gasoline specifically, but when it breaks, when the gasoline breaks down and it's old, it you can get some water. And uh, so okay. that's why you put that, that uh, they called it SDP and there's other brands where you'd put that in there to keep it from freezing. Oh, I didn't know that. Of course, normally it doesn't get that cold here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was a good pair. That that cookie was really good. The mm-hmm. cookie itself was really good, first of all. Right. 
that I ate some of the cookie just by itself, and it really had that nice molassesy mm-hmm. kind of gingery mm-hmm. bite to it. I kind of wish it had it had a little bit more of that bite to it. Mm-hmm. But with the cream filling, it was really good. Only modification I would make is I would make it an orange cream filling. Oh, okay. Right, because it's, it's really sweet. Yeah. Uh, it's a really, really sweet, just like buttercream kind of. Right. Now, did you say what the ABV was? Did you say 12? It's 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, 10 ABV with 20 IBUs. Okay. So, super easy to drink and a little bit dangerous to drink. Yeah, it's, right. I mean, mine's gone. Like, well, I, I guess maybe it's about time to switch over. <laughs> it goes down real easily for me. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to know about the beer? No, or? that sounds good. You know? Yeah. So, check it out. There are a lot of them this time of year. There's a lot of Belgian Christmas ales that'll come out. Talk to your local beer guys and see what, what ones you can find and which ones you like. Okay. But let's go ahead and switch over to yours, Dad. All right. And remind us what it is and what your pairings are. Well, it's the new Belgium Holiday Ale. Not to be confused with Belgium. Because Belgium is a country. <laughs> new Belgium is a brand. New Belgium is a brand, and it's in Fort Collins, Colorado. When I was buying this beer, you know, I was standing there at the counter, and I told you that the, you know, the sales guy says, here's all my Christmas beers. And I had a couple on my list that they didn't have. Which ones were those? Well, I forget right this second. Now, there was one called Deschutes or something. Okay. And it was right beside the New Belgium. And I said, between these two, what do you think? And he says, oh, the New Belgium Holiday Ale, it's Christmas in a glass. <laughs> so that's uh, what I did. Now, I bought three. About uh, three types of beer. Three types of beer. Yeah, not just I, three beers. Yeah, yours was the most expensive. It was like 20 for a four-pack. I mean, that's about right nowadays. The forward. others were only about 10. Yeah. And then for the pairings, I have turkey all around tacos. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have keep going because you're going to have to describe this turkey all around. Well, so it, I, I ought to call it turkey orange marmalade tacos. Uh, okay. Then turkey, turkey dressing. I wanted to say turkey and dressing, but it's turkey dressing. And I've got gravy on the side and I've got. Cranberry sauce on the side. And then, just for my third, and I don't know how this will go, uh, I've got some little strawberry cookies. And these are the kind that you've got the the actual dough part of the cookie, and then in the very center is the strawberry marmalade. Okay. Yeah, this will be good. All right, so uh, New Belgian, New Belgian Holiday Ale. The can says... Flavors of cranberries, spice, and everything nice. Yeah, for those that are naughty and nice is what they also say. It so, smells so, like yeah. You get that like cinnamony, yeah, spicy smell, right? And I get a little bit of that like cranberry, light cranberry sweetness, but like cooked cranberry or like cranberry sauce in a can kind of thing. Well, that's that's why I want to do the cranberries. Now the um, it's seven and a half ABV. Seven, okay. And I didn't see uh, IBU. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's, it's not, super low. It's, it's yeah, it's not up there. And they have for the malts, they have pale, 
and I don't know what C80 is, and I'm not in Munich, I know what that is, and then chocolate. So you've got a color. This one's not as dark as yours. No, it is definitely not. It's You still can't read through it. Yeah, it's also thinner on the palate. I would say that this is probably akin to like a spiced brown ale. Oh, okay. Kind of level. It's not quite to a porter. It's not definitely not a stout or maybe even like kind of that red ale kind of thing. Now, you know, ratebeer.com basically rated 86, which is a good score. I mean, that's not a skyrocket score. And it's I think it's solid. Oh, that's a solid score. Yeah. So that's, and then, um, now they didn't have that many reviews because every year it comes out and it's different. But you, like you said, you got that cranberry, you got that orange, you got that cinnamon and spice for everyone naughty and nice. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also like, so when you taste it, it has that like dried fruit sweetness, like dried figs, dates, like you have that light sweetness on there, which is really nice because it reminds you of some of the like traditional desserts that you get around the holidays. So what they say also on the website, and I love, you know, I have a new Belgium bike, but I've gotten where I don't use it because of my knees, but, you know, I just like that idea. And one of the things that happens if you work in new Belgium, I think it is, and maybe they've changed it because so many people want to work there. Uh, After a year of solid work, they give you a bike, a new Belgium bike. And in you know, for columns in all of Colorado, actually, people are bicycling everywhere. Yeah. You know, they're not using that gas guzzling car. And yeah, there's electrics out there, but that's kind of part of the thing. But it's also very, it's also a very bike friendly area. Yes. You know, there may be some undulations, but it's, it's pretty flat. It's pretty yeah, flat there. It really as is. A, as right a city, there. you know, as yeah, a city, right there. It's, it's fairly flat. And it's very, so it's very, very bikeable. So we lived in Fort Collins when Marie, you were not born yet, but Marie was like mm, 10 months. And we had this house in new in Fort Collins and it backed up to this green belt. And we see the bikes going by, bikes going by, bikes going by. And we're sitting there drinking our beer. And we're drinking a beer. We're drinking a beer. Bikes going by. Bikes going by. We're drinking a beer. We go, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we need to get some bikes. So we bought two bikes. And I had a bike that had a child carrier. Yeah. So we could carry Marie. And off we went. Well, Joanne's good about this. And I am too. I'm, I'm not making fun. But it's like, okay, we ride the bike to this ice cream shop, <laughs> come home, and then maybe the next day it's like, ride the bike to that other ice cream shop, et cetera, et cetera. Now, one of the things that New Belgium's on their website they'd like to say is that we're a human-powered business. And it's, it's based on this simple yet radical truth Business is a human endeavor. But that's cool. Yeah, business is a human endeavor. That's a really right, cool thought. Exactly. And then, you know, when we were took a road trip, we've taken several road trips, and I think it was one of the last ones we took. We went through Fort Collins on our way to 
Montana, and we're on our way, and we stop at New Belgium, and we get our food, and we get our drink, and it was a beautiful day outside, and, you know, it's COVID, and people were sitting outside, and the waitresses or waiters come up, and they're wearing the mask, because I'm sure it's law for them, and then we get our food, and we get our beer, and I'm used to tipping. Okay. So, I didn't put extra money on the credit card, I put cash and laid it on the table. And when the waitress came back, she says, I can't take that. I go, what? She says, we have a living wage. We don't need any money. (laughs) But if you want to leave it there, I'll give it to one of our charities. Oh, that's awesome. Now that is absolutely the most awesome thing. Well, that's also, so that server, whomever that server is, is just also straight living the ethos of New Belgium. Yeah. Because I'm sure there are some servers who might grab it, pocket it, and not think anything of it, but... Well, I think they had been trying not to do that. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you're not tempted to put money in your pocket when it's on the table. But that's really cool that, you know, that person is really living that ethos. And that's, you know, you're talking about it with New Belgium. New Belgium seems to have long-term employees because of their ethos as a company. Right. You know, that, I think so, too. You know, fair living wage, eco-friendly as best as they can be, and they invest in their employees, and they understand that it's the employees that make us the money. It's not the product we put out. Right. Well, Steve Letcherman, he's the CEO and his comment is, I, I came to New Belgium with a background of conventional business, but I became a believer in human-powered business because I've seen the benefits firsthand. He says the reason for our success is because we invest in our co-workers, and in turn, they invest themselves in our business. Our co-workers don't work for us. We work for them. You know, it would be an the American business world would be absolutely a thousand percent different if 50% of the businesses, not a hundred percent, 50% of the businesses took that approach and actually lived that ethos, Mm -hmm. which, so this is, you know, the whole general, there's, you know, there's a generational difference between the two of us, obviously, Uh but that's some of that generational difference in just how you lead a company, you know, you know, it's hard. No, I'm not going to go down that road. But anyway, in today's world, it's really great to see companies, and I really love supporting companies that buy in and live out, truly live out that ethos and not just say it to say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the taco? I have. It's interesting. <laughs> what else is in there? So tell us about, tell us how you made this. Okay. Because I'm very, there are flavors that I'm very confused about. But it goes well with the beer, you know the the orange, the orange, the sour orange, the marmalade. There's some other like bitter components in the taco mm-hmm. that work really well with the beer because the beer has a lot of perceived sweetness and has a lot of like high note flavors, and this gives it some more of that kind of earthier, you know, kind of sharp flavors to it. So the actual recipe was beef, orange, lettuce wraps. So instead of the beef, okay. I said, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to add a whole nother layer in our refrigerator. We got turkey, 
And it said right there on the recipe and the website, use turkey or chicken. Okay. So it said, okay, I'm using turkey. Cut it up, and it's like, so there's ginger, there's garlic. Okay. There's no onion, which is surprising. And actually, to do it with the lettuce wrap, you would you would make some rice and put the rice down in the bottom layer of the lettuce wrap. Yeah. And I could have done that for this, but I just, you know, got kind of cramped on okay. time. And then soy sauce. Okay. Orange juice. That was about it. And so you, you, so the meat was already cooked. Our turkey was. So it had a recipe for cooking the beef with these, if you will, spices. And mm-hmm. so I just cut to the chase and, and made up the spices, cooked them, threw that turkey in to heat it up, called that part good, and then there's a sauce that you layer over it, and that's what I did. I just layered the sauce over it, thickened it up with some flour, because I didn't have cornstarch. There you have it, pretty much. Okay. But it didn't have any salt and pepper. You know, I don't think we always need that. Well... I disagree. Oh, okay. But the turkey was brine, so it brought salt to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely. You recovered it at that part. Can I open this? Because I'm about to run out. <laughs> he wants to open my beer. Yes, Chuck. Well, you only gave us a half each. Oh, nice. That's a good little crack. Tell the new Belgian guys. Um, I think it went really well. You know, like I said, there's some like bottom note bitterness to the the wrap that you did that works really well with this because there's a lot of high flavors and this may just be how I how I taste it. Did the recipe call for orange marmalade? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And it may just be how it's playing against turkey because turkey's a lot lighter, doesn't mm-hmm. always bring as much flavor. Right. Kind of thing. But I also had it with the cranberry. And the cranberry sauce and the dressing, and it worked really well, too, because your dressing has a lot of herbs and a lot of real savory herbs to it. Once again, giving that kind of bottom note to the beer. And the cranberry definitely lifted it and matched matched what was going on in the beer itself. Right. That's what I was hoping for. Well, you achieved it. Now, I didn't do any cinnamon because it says it's got cinnamon in it, and I can taste a little bit. Yeah, I get I get that spices, and I think that's what works well with the cranberry sauce is you have some of those same similar spices going on. So, New Belgium says they have 1,300 co-workers. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a big company now. Yeah, and counting. <laughs> 100% health insurance premiums for every co-worker in an on-site wellness center. I mean, they're doing everything right. So, you ha- I think they use solar power to a great extent. Solar and wind. Mm-hmm. So, you haven't really told us about what you think of the beer. You've talked about a couple of pairings, but what do you think about the beer? What are you tasting in it? Go, th- go through, go through that with us. So, it's a lot lighter than your beer, right? It's your beer was what'd you say, ten percent? Correct. Seven and a half percent. That's okay. That's that's a high range anyway. That's plenty high. The bittering of this beer, I like, you know, 
I could have picked an IPA and been really happy. But I didn't want to throw an IPA at you. So if the bittering hop-wise was higher on this beer, I'd have been happier. Okay. I'm really happy with it because all those flavors. It's like it's like the guy at the liquor store. It's Christmas in a can. <laughs> yeah. It really you is. You know, I'm I'm surprised neither of us have yet to do Ankerstein's Christmas beer. Ankerstein? Yeah. Ankerstein does a Christmas beer every year. It's kind of a, a different one every year. Oh, that's true. And it's a very popular one. You can even find it find it in a Magnums. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, in one five. One five format, which is really cool. I think it's I think it's really good. Now the cranberry goes really well because that's pretty much a like like. Oh yeah, it's straight up. There's it's cranberries. Straight. They're not in your face fruit cranberry forward, but they're pretty up there. Yeah. They're you know, on the back end. Mm-hmm. And they're very prevalent. Uh, maybe more so than the cinnamon, for sure. Right. And then the orange. The orange is a little more hidden in the beer than I expected. Yeah, it's kind of like if you've ever had somebody who's made cranberry sauce from scratch. Mm-hmm. That orange zest that goes into it, this mm-hmm. kind of lifting it up a little bit. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what I get. I get just that really light mm-hmm. kind of orangeish flavor. Which is why I was really, I really expected the... The taco to go a lot better than it ended up going. Not that it was bad, just didn't hit kind of what I was thinking. Did it need more orange or? I think it needed more spice, honestly. Yeah. I think it needed some spice. Uh, It may have needed some acid too. Right. To kind of lift it up a little bit, which the beer did. The beer itself did kind of lift it up. Oh, you know what happened? What? Thank you. <laughs> I was supposed to put red flake peppers. Yeah, red chili flake. Chili, yeah. And I forgot. Oh. I forgot because I, you know, I was messing around with the recipe and I cut it like more than in half and I forgot. And that would have been a real good enhancement. Yeah, that, that little bit of spice would have been, would have been. So good. listeners. We mess up on this stuff. <laughs> it happens. Which is fine. So don't it's not worry a big deal. about it. <laughs> it's not a big deal if you mess up. But so what I know I know you talked about sours a little bit, but what is it around the holidays, beer wise, that you really like to drink? Something like this. A big beer like this. Well, which one these are very different. Well, they are different, but they're great beers. I'd be happy with a Guinness, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Okay. Or some other sout. Right. But that's too, what do you want to say, normal? Because <laughs> everybody thinks, oh, it's wintertime, we got to drink a stout. Yeah, just because it's normal doesn't mean it's bad. It's so what, what, was that, what was that white stout that we had? You blinded me on it. <sighs> the dragon's milk? Oh, see? The dragon's milk barrel-aged white stout? Yeah. Bring it on. That was really good. Do you remember the the Blue Canoe beer? That like rum barrel aged Oh yeah. The Holiday Express where they put like peppermint. Oh yeah. Like they put candy canes and chocolate oh. in it. 
And holy moly, that was a well. That's that when you went great. to you went to Montana, <laughs> and Marie and I had. Well, I gave her a bottle of that, and I opened a bottle for our Christmas, and it needed to age another year. <laughs> she said, and she said, "Dad, I don't want it." So after it aged another year, right, it was much better. I still have the bottle you gave me. Well, it's probably very good. <laughs> Hopefully, it's nice. It's got and that wax over the top. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's nice and integrated. Maybe I'll bring it up if you remind me. I'll bring it up this Christmas so we can crack we into can crack it. into it and see what's going on. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, that's what happened. We were just, we were just. It was everything they did was correct. They just got it out of the barrel, which they needed to. Because it would have gotten higher and higher and higher. but And then they sold it. If they had just set them, you know, bottled them and set them back. Yeah. But see, Blue Canoe. Well, I mean, they're no longer open. But Yeah, yeah Blue I mean, Canoe's gone the modern, now. And that's part of, probably part of the reason that you can't just sit around with 750s waiting on you to sell them. Well, it's not just Blue Canoe. It's not just the beer world. I mean, you know, taking a chance and holding holding a beverage until it's actually ready and what you actually want it to be to go out in the world is very, very difficult. Well, yeah. Unless you have no debt. <laughs> well, and, or you have very marginal debt. And, and you have to be, you have to be very knowledgeable and I'm not, I'm not shaming blue canoe, but you have to be very knowledgeable where you're tasting it often to know when it's ready. When well, it's truly it, ready to ball. Maybe that's what they wanted it to be. Maybe they wanted it to be uh, this big uh, chocolate peppermint bomb. It was. Uh, maybe that's what they wanted. But yeah, it was. Oh, goodness. But yeah, I, I'm kind of like you. Well, I am I like big stouts. I like barrel-aged stouts any time of the year. But especially around the holiday season. Belgian quads. This holiday ale is very, very good. Yeah, that's what that was. That was a that was a quad that we had Thanksgiving. Yeah, I can't remember the. Name. It was a trip. It was a triple. Was it a triple? Yeah. Oh, it was a triple. Um, but anyway, I, so I like this beer, but I would ha- I don't think I'd have two or three of them, or I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't have three of them. I might have two of them throughout a day, but this is to me kind of like a one off. It's great. It it's awesome. But I'll drink this, and then I may go drink something a little bit heavier, or I may yeah, okay. switch to a wine or something. But because that that flavor to me wears on my palate a little bit, yeah. And I'd rather go to even if it's a bigger, stronger beer, something that's a little bit more palatable. Like if we would have done this first, and then my beer, I could go back and probably have another one. But I don't think I could do it back to back. Gotcha. It's just a little little heavy, right? All right. Well, I think, Dad, it's time for it. Actually, what they say about the bike is you get a custom bike on, on your first year anniversary, and then at 10, and at 20. So if if you work long enough for them, you end up with, I don't know why you need three, but wow. that's what you end up with. Yeah. And I just, you know, they have a lot of, I don't know if this website has all their beers on it. They have a lot of really great beer. Well, one of my favorite beers they need to bring back because they got rid of it, and I'm very, very sad about it. Shift. 
Yeah, we love that. Loved, yeah, so we loved that one. Yeah, we would do a night shift. <laughs> <laughs> Which was half Guinness, half shift. Right. And then they made a, uh, what was that ice beer? What do you mean ice beer? Snow beer. That's the accumulation. Oh, okay, that's right. Or or Snow Day. That was another one they did. It was Snow Day. Right. All right, Dad. Well, I think it's time for Best on Plate. Uh-oh. Uh, well, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. With my beer, it was the cookie. The cookie, to me, was the best kind of pairing. Very closely followed by the other two. All of them were good. Honestly, the duck ham was probably the least hmm. favorite of mine. I would say duck ham was second, but the, okay. but the cookie was first. Definitely. Oh, okay. All right. Now, on your plate, I think your cookie was the best, too. Really? Yeah. So, the, the that buttery. Was a, that was a throw-in. The butteriness of that cookie okay. kind of gave it that roundness that mm-hmm. I think the beer really needed. Mm-hmm. And the, the jam on it wasn't too sweet. Right. Now, they had raspberry, but I chose strawberry for that reason. Yeah, that's, that was great. What was uh, What's your favorite on your plate? I'm going to have to say the chicken taco. Turkey. Turkey taco. But I'm going to have to go get some of those <laughs> red pepper, <laughs> red pepper yeah. flakes and sprinkle a few on there and see what that does to it. Yeah, I thought you would have used some. I pulled them out. Yeah. I had them pulled out. I, I just forgot the... I thought the recipe may have had you use some like Thai chili sauce or something on it, which would also be good. It's had some other uh, chili sauce that I didn't have, so I didn't know how to replicate it. Was it sambal? Yes, it was. You should have told me I have sambal at my house. Oh, well. Sambal, for those of you that don't know, is an awesome. If you like spicy stuff, it's a garlic chili paste. Okay. Uh, And it's basically red pepper flakes and like a garlic in a garlic oil oh and it's it can be super spicy but it's also extremely flavorful you wouldn't need much of it right no definitely not yeah well i didn't want it it, it's, <laughs> it didn't say to use but uh a, a quarter of a teaspoon of, of the red yeah pepper. And that's kind of and all. that's really not much no that's all it that's all it really would need all right well it's time for the blind. Am I blinding you? No. Uh-huh. I'm blinding you. It's a beer week. Oh, that's right. All right. Pour it up. All right, Dad, I got you a blind poured up. So go ahead and let us know what it is. Okay, it's a Guinness. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, it's a lot clearer than that. It's, uh, okay, I can't see through it, but it is tan. Okay. It's much lighter than either of the two beers we had. It, uh, it's got a little bit of a head. How cold was it? Fridge cold. Okay. What am I getting? So, I think I'm getting, like, some sweet, maybe jasmine or something. Maybe orange. Okay. Maybe not. Okay. It's cold enough I'm not getting much smell. I'm holding my hands around it to kind of warm it up. I'm going to go ahead and taste it. So when I swirled it, I got some more head come up. That's good. Bubbles. Hmm. I bet I've had this beer, huh? So, it's not real hoppy. Okay. 
but it's got some hops. It's definitely it's got aroma hops, but I just can't smell them. And I get a little bit of bittering, but not much. So I think that rules out an IPA. Okay. And I'm going to rule out the stout that I started out with. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely <laughs> and, not the right and the, and the porter. And as far as the two beers we had, I'm ruling them both out. So, <clears throat> it's not Budweiser because it's got too much flavor. And every time I swirl it, I get good, good foam. Kind of sticks to the glass. I like it. Let's put it that way. Okay. So you like it. So you said it's not a stout. What else can you rule out? I don't think I don't think it's a English bitter. I don't think it's a like I said a stout. I don't think it's porter. So I'm. It could be definitely a pale ale. It actually could be an IPA on the lighter end. You know, Rockhound's IPA is kind of light, and I don't think, I don't know enough about, uh, let's see, what's what's Diamond Bear making these days? Uh, it's it's not the strawberry, what do they change the name to? Bear? <laughs> blue, the blonde? The blonde? blonde ale, it's called Blue. Blue. It's not that, and it's not the plain old blue. That's too light, too. And I don't think it's the Diamond Bear two-term or I don't think it's Diamond Bear Pale Ale. So, man. I hadn't done You said it could be a Pale Ale, right? I did say that, but I don't think it's Diamond Bears. Okay. but When was the last time I did this, Josh? Last year sometime? (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Almost. It's been about a month. Yeah. I can't smell nothing. Give me a hint. What are you smelling? You getting any? I jazz? think you're on the right track with what you've been saying. Okay. Do you get any jasmine or any floral? I think you're on the right track with what you've been saying. I think I'm on the right track with what I'm saying. You know, you initially ruled out an IPA. I think yep. that was a great call. You ruled out the stouts. You ruled out porters. So go through with what's left. You're talking wits. Hmm. You're talking nut browns. You're mm-hmm. talking pale ales. Mm-hmm. You're talking, you know, you threw out ESBs. Yeah. So you basically have three different types. So I think that's, it's probably a pale ale. Okay. And um, Lost 40 has a pale ale they call. They just call it the Lost 40 pale ale. They call it the Lost 40 pale ale. That's right. They have a Rockhound IPA. It's pretty light. I'm just gonna say it's Lost Forties. I or Lost Forties Pale Ale. Lost Forty Pale Ale. All right. So you're gonna have to come back next week to find out if Dad was correct or totally off, or if he is incorrect for the for this beer. And next week we're gonna be doing a liquor week, and we're gonna be doing winter warmers. So winter liquors that we like to drink during the winter. And so, Dad, what are you going to be doing? That's any liquor. <laughs> it could be any. But specifically, what are we going to talk about next I week think specifically you? I'm going to do uh, Angel's Envy, The Rye. Okay, cool. 
That's going to be a really good one, Angela. So you... Keep your hands off of it, so I got some left. For I will. Week. I will not drink any until next week. Yeah. Um, and then then what are you going to do? For me, I think I'm going to do a ginger liqueur. I think I'm going to do a ginger a liqueur. Ginger liqueur. Going to have that wonderful, like, warming spice note to oh, yeah. it. And uh, uh, I'm just not exactly sure what brands we have in the state. Uh-huh. If I can't find one that's going to be good, we'll just we'll throw an audible, and you'll have to come back next week to find out. Well, this Raj got some uh, notes, spice notes. Oh yeah, it's going to be real good. So thank you for coming along with this journey with us, Dad. Another great podcast. Really, I think so. Yeah. So remember, we're out there on the socials: Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Where you can also send us an email at acquiredtastings at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and it would really mean a lot for us to go on your favorite podcast platform and give us a star rating and a review. Did you get anything about uh, your I have, cocktail, Joe? I have not received anything yet about my cocktail. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to it. Help us name that cocktail from last week because it was a good one and we, it needs a name. We really thank you for being along this journey with us. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.